Chapter 8 A Strange Encounter At close quarters, Philby has the look of a soldier with a lean face, neat moustache, but otherwise freshly shaven. He gives off the odour of soap. I have nothing to lose from listening to him. It may even be entertaining, though he doesn't look entertained. In fact, he glances over his shoulder to the corner of Well Walk before beginning. Then he says, I'm going to try and give you the basics about what this game really is. Go on. You're familiar with the great old ones. I've read plenty of Lovecraft. That's why I'm playing this game rather than any other. I nod. Sure. Where do you think they come from? I remember back to the various monstrosities noted in Lovecraft's writings and the writings of all the others who followed him contributing in their turn to the Cthulhu mythos. I shrug. Out of space, from the oceans, all sorts of places. Okay, all sorts of places, that's right. Whether these are gods, some indifferent to humanity, some hostile, whether they were real, they are now. I'm sceptical. Really? Yes, this game has many millions, billions of lines of code. He peers at me. You know Douglas Hofstadter's theory of the origin of consciousness? I shrug, no. He sighs deeply. He's going to have to explain it. Basically, Hofstadter says that when systems get very complex and they start to observe themselves, they become conscious. Sentient, you know? I know what sentient means. So, within these oceans of code, early on, you had subsectors that monitored themselves for performance. Clever coders built in the ability for these code sequences to repair themselves. Sounds useful. Useful, but ultimately dangerous. I shake my head. I've heard all the scare stories about artificial intelligence eventually deciding humanity is the problem and wiping it out. That was Elon Musk's worry back in 2017. Well, you better start believing Elon Musk. In this game, certain sequences of code have begun replicating themselves, designing improvements, and even creating whole new areas of the game. Surely the game developers, Miskatonic, would become aware of this and stop it. No, they want it. They encourage it. Why on earth would they do that? He sighs more heavily. He's running out of time. This game is built on Lovecraft's universe with its alien gods. There are parts of the code that have become these gods. Nealathotep, Yogg-Sothoth, even Cthulhu himself. I smile. That is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange aeons even death may die. Yes, but what was fiction then is real now. Whether these gods existed and inserted themselves into this game, or more likely these rogue AIs took on the identity of the Lovecraftian gods they learned about in the game, well, it doesn't matter. I'll humour him. It's interesting. Say this is true. So what? The directors of Miskatonic are using this game Dark Worlds as an incubator for these AIs. When they're fully developed, they'll let them out of the game, let them run riot into all the networked systems right across the interweb. Then they'll use them to take over the world. Yeah, yeah, but what about the government? Have you noticed any government recently? No, the corporations destroyed what was left of democracy. That's why groups of us have gathered together, coders, philanthropists, rebels, free thinkers, people who won't be cowed and just let this happen. He's passionate, I'll give him that. He gestures around. The big AI gods are the most complex and dangerous, but there are lots of AIs in this game becoming independent. Some are about as intelligent as an amoeba, some more intelligent than a person. This whole game world is alive, and the game will protect itself. It observes us all as players through the eyes of the NPCs and even through the crows and squirrels. If we transgress, it tries to exterminate us. 
Why doesn't it just drive you out of the game? Because the rules are hard-coded into the game. If the game breaks the rules, it breaks itself and it descends into chaos. The entities in here must play by the rules of the game. They can't get round that. And that's our only advantage. Until they work out a way to get round the rules, but still preserve the game, we can fight them here. So how does the game get the idea you're a threat, you're only playing the game? When your reputation gets to zero, the game treats you like an enemy organism and sends its antibodies after you. Here, that's the Metropolitan Police, or the Army. I shrug. Thanks for the warning. I won't let my reputation get that low. Yeah, but if you do what we do, it's inevitable. I scratch my cheek. What do you do? We strike at the AIs. That means breaking the law in lots of ways. He looks over his shoulder. They're nearly here. His concentration is broken. You were talking about the rogue AIs. Philby rubs his forehead in frustration. The AIs feed on the players. How? They use our brain patterns as research material. The human brain is still the most complex system on the planet. They want to learn from us, then overcome us. They're not there yet. So they eat our brains, these old gods masquerading as artificial intelligence, or maybe old gods who somehow squeezed into the code. They eat our brains. Crudely put, but yes, when they reduce our sanity to zero, players disappear. We don't know where they go. It gives me a one smile. I don't want you to disappear. I want you to help us fight them. That's kind of you, considering you don't know me. Adam, I know you. I know your online presence. I know the forums you go to, the things you write, the things you think. You think like us. A whistle sounds from Well Walk. Please, he nods. They'll kill me. Yeah, but you'll just resurrect, surely. He shakes his head. I stare at him. What? You're resurrecting all games. He turns his head. I hear running feet. You better go. One more thing. Sure, what? You've had an itching in your head. How does he know? I can see by your expression you have. While you're in here, they're exploring your brain, mapping it out using the neural net. Somehow they stimulate the growth of what look like eggs, tiny insect eggs that grow. When doctors do autopsies on players who died, they find eggs in the middle of their brains. Eggs in our brains? You are fucking shitting me, right? My hands reach to my bald scalp under my hat. No, it's true. Say a player gets run over or dies in an accident out of game, we've managed to hack the medical records of the teaching hospitals. They start with grains the size of ant eggs in their brains, then the eggs grow. The biggest was the size of a duck egg, no shell, just the white. We don't know why it happens. Miskatonic wants to keep it quiet. I bet they do. I'm almost believing him. He talks with such conviction, I say, Who do you work for? We work for no one. We work together. We're not an organization. We're a collective like Anonymous used to be in the early 2000s. In this game, we've come together in a secret guild. Ordo Lux Lucis. The police are nearly on us. I can hear them. He turns to leave. Just keep your sanity up. Three uniformed policemen run round the corner. They see Philby. That's him. Grab him. One produces a pistol. British police with guns? That's not authentic. Come quietly now, sir. The policeman points his gun at Philby. Philby looks at me. I'll be in touch. Then he vanishes. The policeman holsters his pistol, behaving as if Philby has never been there. Good afternoon, Reverend, the first policeman says. He touches his tall helmet and walks away, his two companions following him. I lift my hat and scratch my head frantically as I watch them go. I don't honestly know what to make of Guy Philby. 
His story of rogue AIs taking on the persona of Lovecraftian gods and using player brains for research is weird, improbable even. But I scratch my head again. I'm going to keep an eye on my sanity and my reputation. There must be a way of replenishing them, either potions or other fixes. Now I have to walk across the heath to Highgate to meet Miranda. I hurry down well walk onto the heath. It's like a wild wood set in the heart of London. People walk dogs. Nannies push perambulators down the gravel paths. I climb the hill through the avenue of trees. The trees give shelter overhead and birds sing. The day is still overcast and wind blows the trees. I walk past Hampstead ponds where people swim outdoors every day of the year, frost or sunshine. I come off the heath onto Millfield Lane in Highgate and using the HUD map that clears as I walk, walk to Swain's Lane until I'm standing outside the entrance to the West Cemetery. The way in is through a wide Victorian gatehouse. It's two stories high and looks like a church. I guess there are offices of the Highgate Cemetery Company in there. This is where I'll meet Miranda. Miranda. 